In the heart of every Indian, there is immense pride and respect for our heroes who don the uniform, for they are the guardians of our nation. They signify the essence of selflessness, bravery, and unwavering commitment. Welcome to Call of Duty, Real Soldiers, Real Stories. In our Season 3, Episode 6, we have with us Major General Ajay Seth, wishes to save our medal, who talks proudly about his men and the operations he led, in conversation with our co-producer, Prakriti Agarwal. He said, soldiers do not fight because they hate what is in front of them. They fight because they love what is behind them. On this note, we welcome you to our podcast, Call of Duty, Real Soldiers, Real Stories, where today I have the honor of delving into the experiences, insights, and remarkable journey of Major General Ajay Seth. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Sir, uh, we all know that childhood is the foundation on which our entire lives are built. So please tell us about the little boy Ajay and his family. See, I was born in a middle class family of teachers of Kanpur. My father retired as head of department of maths in Kanpur University. And so was my grandfather. My mother, who was married early, did most of her studies post-marriage. My initial schooling was in an English medium school and from class 7, I joined UP Senek School at Lucknow. The idea of joining UP Senek School was given by a student of my father. This student was almost my father's age and his son was already studying in UP Senek School. So he recommended to my father that I also join the Senek School. In those days, that Guru Shish bond was very strong. So he got the form of the school and my father filled it. The admission of UP Senek School was through a written examination followed by interview in the medical. A merit list was drawn. Incidentally, I topped the merit list of entrance examination of UP Senek School. My teachers in Senek School were very good. My English and Hindi teachers guided me towards debating and I won a lot of trophies in English and Hindi debates of all India public schools. Senek schools are nursery of armed forces. So after class 10, we were channelized towards NDA. I remember after clearing my NDA written examination, I was going for SSB by train from Lucknow to Bhopal. My parents came to meet me at Kanpur railway station. I expressed my reluctance of joining army to my father, but he insisted and motivated me. And the reason was that our family comprised of teachers and chartered accountants. The awareness about armed forces was negligible. I am the pioneer from my family to join the armed forces. After I got commissioned, my father was not very happy and satisfied that I have become an officer with educational qualification of just a graduate. So he advised me to do post-graduation at least and filled my form of post-graduation in English literature. So my first two year annual leaves were spent studying English literature and he was very satisfied when I became a post-graduate. Do you remember the uh, that student's name of your father who 
basically gave yeah. him the idea of you joining the army yes yes he is shri ganga giri shukla and his son was already there in sainik school when i joined the sainik school he was senior to me by a year wonderful i have also heard that you were very thin and frail when you applied for uh, ssb so what were the challenges you faced in ssb medicals please tell us about that this is very interesting after my ssb when i went for medical in mh bhopal i was temporarily rejected for being underweight my weight was 41 kgs and the minimum weight required for my age and height was 47 kgs so i was given 6 weeks to increase my weight and reappear for medical i came to my school informed the headmaster about it after 2 days he advised me to go on leave to my home to have a special diet to get my weight increased i came home and told my parents about it my mother started a special weight increasing diet for me it comprised of morning breakfast badam ka desi ghee mein halwa then 2 kilo ka banana shake sweet potato and cheese at 11 o'clock good helping of dry fruits or lunch mein dal rice and fried potato evening again banana and milk aur raat ko aloo ke ghee lage parathe after 2 days of this special diet my stomach rebelled and i had loose motions it was a big setback <laughs> and all efforts of previous days went down the drain the remedy then was suggested by my doodwala we were very friendly i shared my problem of loose motions after having such a rich diet with him he advised me to have bhang bhang leaves are good digestive but they also intoxicate so i was apprehensive having it i expressed my apprehensions to my mother she gave me the go ahead and uh, said there's no problem she'll take care thereafter every evening ek bhang ki goli hum khate the and my digestion became perfect with everything getting absorbed after 40 days i went for my re medical to mh uh, mh bhopal and lo behold the weighing scale crossed 47 kgs amazing so sir is there some uh, constraints for overweight also like what is the maximum weight allowed yeah yeah it is there incidentally there was a, another postmate of mine who was rejected for being overweight 10% of your ideal weight whether you are underweight or overweight is permissible what happened we went for our re medical simultaneously we met at bhopal railway station we took an auto to the mh bhopal and my mother had given me one dozen of bananas she had instructed that on way to <laughs> mh bhopal i must finish these 12 bananas so we both went together and he was narrating to me ki yaar humne 3 din se kuch nahi khaya badi kamzori lag rahi hai ki dekho mera weight kam ho gaya hai ki nahi and i was having one banana after other after 3 4 bananas i couldn't have more so but i had to follow the instructions of my mother so i was taking a bite and throwing the banana he saw it he said yaar ye mat karo dekho humne teen din se nahi khaya if you can't have it just keep it with you after the medical i'll finish all your bananas and <laughs> we were lucky i got selected 
for being in my right weight and he also got selected he had brought down his weight by 6 7 kg so he was also in the ideal weight wonderful wonderful uh now coming back to your uh, nda so do you have any memorable experience of your nda life after my fifth term seven of us cadets <laughs> that we'll undertake a cycle hike from nda to delhi the cycle hike was planned for 21 days which involved 17 days of cycling and 4 days of rest we had planned that after every third or fourth day we'll have a rest of one full day and thereafter resume so this way it involves 125 kilometers every day we were to pass through states of maharashtra gujarat rajasthan haryana and then finally at delhi and to carry the stuff we had planned that we'll carry for first 3 days along with our personal belongings on the cycle and the for next 3 days we'll give it to the cadet who's going on leave to that place of haul and this way uh, we'll carry for next 3 days and again give it to a cadet who belongs to the next place of haul so carrying our personal stuff on cycle along with this uh, food stuff that was given to us by the nda which included tins of milk made then tins of uh, beans in red sauce chocolate powder cheese cornflakes packets was too much on the cycle we started and every day in the, we used to do cycling in the early hours of morning because going in those summer months of may in the scorching heat was a big challenge since we were spending nights at wayside dhabas afternoon in the shade of kikar trees so it was not easy so after two days of cycling some of us were of the opinion that we should give give it up but others motivated each other took it as a challenge and we continued we completed the cycle hike in 21 days and finally reached india gate where there was a great reception organized for us this cycle hike was very adventurous and interesting and obviously it gave us a sense of achievement then uh, did you interact with people on the way like yes we used to do because uh, uh, we used to spend our nights and afternoons mostly at wayside dhabas so lot of people used to come and interact with us we used to tell them of our adventure we used to tell them about our mission we used to tell them about nda and what our destination was so it was very interesting interacting with people uh, making them aware of the armed forces so it was a very good experience overall and uh, did anybody say like when you met people on the way or in the dhaba did anybody say what crazy guys you are or were everybody encouraging only no they must be saying that behind the back but obviously in front of us they were <laughs> encouraging <laughs> us and, and giving us their blessings only so when uh, that point came after two days when you said that you know like some people were like let's give it up and then some said no 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 let's take it up as a challenge what was the ratio of people saying yes and saying no and what motivated all the seven finally to just go ahead with the plan some part amongst us was always there because after two days we were cycling in shorts and all our body was sunburned 
spending those afternoons with 45 46 degrees in Rajasthan under the kinkar trees was a not very comfortable feeling but each one of us then decided that no it's a challenge and we have to complete it despite all the difficulties because the achievement at the end of it was something which we were looking for so means each one motivated other absolutely everyone had a little part of them wanting to do it yeah amazing that sounds like an adventure sir please tell us your early years as an officer in the army yeah i was commissioned in december 1982 in 15 garhwal rifles my battalion was actively involved in operation blue star in 1984 and thereafter in 1989 when insurgency was at its peak in shrinagar then the battalion was moved from zakhama to shrinagar so as a young company commander we were involved in ci operations every day those were difficult times because every day at night we used to be out doing cordon and search and come back in the afternoon rest for some time and then again go out in the evening during one such operation there were two terrorists who were inside our cordon and they were trying to make a break and get out of the cordon so they came towards us where me and my buddy were at the stop location to get out from that place they fired at us fortunately for us the bullet whizzed past us and we got saved however we neutralized both these terrorists and recovered big cache of weapons from them me and my buddy both were awarded northern army commendation card for this operation thereafter i was posted as instructor in officers training academy and after my tenure in uh, battalion as second in command i got posted as gso1 operations in 15 core headquarter uh, that was in year 2000 and that was a good learning experience on the staff since the insurgency was full blown the operations were carried out by security forces almost all over valley region there were good successes also i took over command of my battalion in november 2001 in insurgency area of rajouri punch i was the eighth commanding officer since my battalion 15 garhwal rifles was raised in september 1980 i always take pride in stating that i was the first commanding officer of 15 garhwal rifles who got commissioned and commanded it all the previous seven commanding officers were posted to 15 garhwal on its raising in 1980 after i took over command i told my battalion that the average shelf life of a terrorist was almost 2 years and this we had uh, realized when i was in 15 core headquarter on a staff appointment so i told my boys not to take unwarranted risk without proper safety and security measures of their own my battalion during that time was deployed on counter insurgency grid in rajouri punch mender area the hallmark of my command was operation sarpaminash this operation was carried out in hilkaka area of punch district rajouri punch districts are separated from the valley region by peer panjal ranges and hilkaka which is part of the punch district 
is on the southern slopes of Pir Panjal. This is, area is totally virgin, devoid of any habitation, and it is cut off from the outside world in absolute totality. It had no road connectivity, no electricity, no potable water, and took one full day to reach the roadhead. Hence, it became ideal camping ground for all Tanzims of the terrorists. A small patrol of army had ventured into the area sometime back and it suffered heavy casualties. It was called Liberated Zone. Ultimately, army decided that the area needs to be cleared of the terrorists. So my battalion was tasked to lead the induction in this area. There was one surrendered terrorist who was passing on information to us in titbits. All the approaches and conventional tracks leading to this area were well covered by HMGs of the terrorists. The source told me ki sahab is ilake mein jana to sir par kafan bandh kar. Now you can imagine what was going through my mind. I had appreciated the degree of difficulty, so I personally selected the officer and men who will be the scout. Leading section comprised of boys that even if one of them gets killed, the follow-up column should not stop and move over the dead body and continue with the task. My officers and men are the finest in Indian Army. They were well motivated and raring to go. I was concerned about the well-being of my officers and men. I knew each man of my battalion by his trait since I had grown up with them. I couldn't afford to lose anyone. Before the final go came to the battalion, we held a special mandir and blessings of Lord Badri Vishal were taken. The approach selected by my leading company was on a cliff which had almost 80 degree slope. And in the month of April, snow had also not melted on it. The team moved on all four limbs to reach the top. They had started at last light and before the day could break, they had reached the top. They had surprised the terrorists and the firefight ensued. In that firefight, some terrorists were killed and others ran helter-skelter. The terrorists had not imagined in the wildest of dreams that a human being can come through that approach. But darkness came to our rescue and the operation was done at night. After the leading company had sanitized the area, I followed them with my QRT, the radio operator, the adjutant and the RMO. It involved eight hours of walk on our path. Now the next night, the other company had to move up in a similar fashion. They also took a multi-pronged approach. They also had an encounter with the terrorists. The company commander immediately took charge of the situation and cordoned the area. There was firefight. One of my boys got a bullet in his stomach. After some time, both the terrorists were killed. But at night, one could not go close to the neutralized terrorists. Because on occasions it was discovered they had, that they had booby-trapped the body with a grenade under them. And as the body was turned, weight was removed so the grenade went off, causing casualties to security forces. The nursing assistant and the battlefield nursing assistant who were grouped with the company took charge of that casualty. They ensured that his bleeding had stopped. 
the nursing assistant was continuously in communication on radio set with the rmo who was with my caller and the rmo was taking advice from the surgical specialist we couldn't afford to move the casualty at night because it involved 4 hours of walk from that company location to my location and thereafter another 8 hours of walk up to the road head and from there the casualty had to be taken in an ambulance to the mh the casualty was evacuated early morning by helicopter and fortunately for us the boy recovered after some time and was discharged since the area was infested with terrorists there were frequent encounters but we completed the tasks successfully after completion of task chief of army staff general nc wedge and the then raksha mantri shri george fernandes visited the battalion and complimented us so i will attribute the success of this operation to out of box thinking daredevilry of my officers and men and leadership of all of us that was about sir kubinash sir could you uh, explain that 80 degree slope that you said see since we were told that all likely approaches to this hill kaka area are manned by the terrorists and it would be very difficult to approach them from these likely tracks so we had to do something different we had did some out of box thinking and we realized that if we take this difficult approach of which was almost vertical as i am saying 80 degree slope and it was also snow covered so no one would ever imagine that a human being can come on this approach so my officers and men of leading company they moved on all four limbs on this they took lot of time reaching there and but since we had started uh, uh, in the evening we reached there early morning and thus surprised the terrorists amazing uh, sir i i think you told even uh, uh, in the insurgency operation before uh, the bullets whizzed past you and that time you were pretty young and then you uh, led the operation uh, sir vinash so um, i just want to ask you because i'm like always i had this question in my mind what goes in your mind as a young officer the bullets are whizzing past you and like does it feel do you feel sad do you feel uh, proud that uh, you might you know sacrifice your life or what what flashes come into your mind see as a young officer none of these thoughts will ever come to our mind we are so well trained that at that time you are only thinking to overcome any of these uh, problems which are there facing you your aim at that moment is just to kill those terrorists which are there but certainly when i became commanding officer when uh, my battalion was made responsible for this operation then number of thoughts started coming in my mind to tell you frankly i recited hanuman chalisa number of times sir you touched upon a very important uh, point that uh, you know you are trained to just face all the difficulties head on uh, but what about your family like when you are in such operations how do they cope with it 
it's a very challenging time for the family also and we being from infantry most of our tenures are in the field so uh, family is not staying with you they are only praying behind you it's a very difficult time all these thoughts difficult thoughts come to their mind they keep praying they keep waiting to hear our well-being so it's equally difficult as we are there in the field it's equally difficult for the families too very true sir so um, i know wives still get married thinking that yes we are uh, marrying an army officer so there will be difficulties but how do you explain these things to children like they would want their father to be there with them and why is daddy going and sometimes there is you know like mother is tense so how was it handled at your home no see when i got married we were together for just 6 months my battalion was at palampur that time and thereafter we moved to northeast and we had 3 years of separation before again i rejoined my wife so it's a very challenging time means all that glamour and everything what you think about marrying an army officer disappears <laughs> you get posted to field and your wife is not able to join you but after some time she reconciles and she realizes that it's a difficult life and obviously after field there will be peace so you are back to happy days again and same message is passed on to your children you wife does the double role of both father and mother when the husband is not there with uh, the family so uh, children also get used to this and that is how life moves on so uh, sir what do you like to do in your free time what are your hobbies my hobbies are reading stamp collection coin collection wow stamp collection and coin collection sounds interesting tell us when did you start i started this when i was a young child there used to be a trophy which was in the market called fruity and along with that stamps used to come so we used to have those fruity and gradually interest was there in this because stamps gave you lot of insight about the countries about their culture and details so we used to consult the atlas look for those countries see their capitals and study more about them so gradually this way the interest increased and with every passing day we the number of stamps also increased thereafter all along in my service we collected stamps bought stamps exchanged them with the friends and also asked the relatives who go abroad to get us some so this way this hobby increased i don't have the exact number but it must be in several thousand i must say wow <laughs> quite a collection sir uh, please share some anecdotes from your uh, brigade commander tenure I commanded uh, six sector in 2010-11 in the same area of Suranpur Punch Mainder area where I had commanded the battalion. So I was well versed in the area, and it was six sector was one of the largest sectors of Indian Army with almost six battalion strength under under me. And this was my fourth tenure in counterinsurgency operations in Jammu and Kashmir. I had commanded a company in Valley. I was a staff officer in 15 Corps headquarters 
Then I crossed Pir Panjal ranges and took over the command of my battalion. And so this brigade commander's t- tenure was the fourth tenure in JNK in counterinsurgency area. My battalions performed outstandingly, and their efforts got me the Vishesh Seva Medal. That sounds really interesting, sir. And now, could you tell us also about your tenure as uh, Major General? As Major General, I commanded 17 Mountain Div in Sikkim, which is deployed against China. Thereafter, I was posted in Army Headquarters as Additional Director General International Cooperation, where uh, where I steered foreign cooperation between Indian Army and the foreign armies. And my last appointment was Additional Director General of Delhi Directorate of National Cadet Corps. Interacting with over 40,000 NCC cadets from schools and colleges of Delhi was very rejuvenating and satisfying. It was always a pleasure to see their motivation and josh, and one felt young in their company. Delhi Directorate of NCC is the pivot around which Prime Minister's NCC rally is conducted every year on 29 January. In 2019, it was organized under my supervision. I always used to address these young boys and girls in NCC. Leheron se darkar nauka paar nahi hoti. Koshish karne walon ki kabhi haar nahi hoti. Asafalta ek chunauti hai. Isse suikar karo. Kya kami reh gai. Dekho aur sudhar karo. Jab tak na safal ho. Neend chen ko tiyago tum. Sangharsh ka maidan chhod kar mat bhaago tum. Kuch kiye bina hi jay jay kaar nahi hoti. कोशिश करने वालों की कभी हार नहीं होती कभी हार नहीं होती दिस इज माय मैसेज फॉर यंग माइंड्स थैंक यू सर वेरी ट्रू वन हु ट्राइज नेवर लूजेस सर थैंक यू फॉर दिस वंडरफुल एक्सपीरियंस शेयरिंग इट वाज ब्यूटीफुल एंड वी रियली एंजॉयड स्पेशली द सर्पनाश द भांगोली and your weight loss and weight gaining program <laughs> thank you thanks a lot it was pleasure talking to your team and thanks a lot prakriti we hope you are enjoying our podcast for any suggestions or feedback please reach us on podcast call of duty@gmail.com jai hind